captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, this is your host, Av Sinensky, and we're back with a new episode of New Girl, Old Guy. This week we'll be putting the NGOG back in synagogue as I'm joined by my two very dear friends. He's Akiva Wieneker. She's Ali Lasher, and together, the three of us will be joining forces to solve an age-old mystery. What's in the box? <laughs> that was great. Oh, my God, the NGOG in synagogue. How have we not thought of that, Akiva? Uh, I think it's the first time I've ever introdu- been introduced before you also. so um. No, it's happened before, and I always address it. It's, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Rob always does it. Address it in therapy or, like, address it on the podcast? <laughs> I was going Don't in alphabetical shame. order. By, by I'm not therapy name. shame. I'm by therapying like just the, just the idea of mentioning me, like wasting, you know, like someone paying three hundred fifty dollars a week and then mentioning me makes me laugh. What? Like if someone's like in therapy, but then like I'm their problem. That makes me laugh. I don't know. I mean, my, my kids, that's like a reasonable thing. I'm sure uh, who's mentioning you in therapy. That's my say. I'm saying nobody should. I, sh- I shouldn't be mentioned in therapy. <laughs> It shouldn't make you laugh. It should make you concerned if mm-hmm. people are going to therapy do you, like, to discuss you. Do you like? I feel like I'm a little too cheap for therapy because, like, let's say therapy in the city is like three hundred fifty dollars, and let's say a lot of insurance covers therapy. Mm, but. Yeah, I know, but let's say it's like fifty minutes, so it's like seven dollars a minute. Let's say, okay. Then if I have like a stupid conversation, I'm like, all right, that was like a waste of like thirty five dollars. I'd I'd be counting the money the whole time, you know. Of. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, these these days you can do all sorts of cheaper stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, better help and all. The well, no, we don't things. have any sponsors. We have no sponsors. Oh, sorry. Well, no, we're just we're, we're pro pro mental health. Yeah, we're pro, pro, pro mental health, but not not any. You know, uh, we're only pro people who sponsor us. It would be bad for your mental health, Akiva, is what you're saying, because you'd be too focused on the money. hundred percent. Wait, wait. <laughs> my my therapy is not spending the money on therapy. That's like that makes me happy. I I could continue this, but let's not. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled to have you here. I, you. I would say is one of my favorite uh, characters to come out of the 32 fans universe. I reference you a lot. That might be weird to you, but I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you. I'm a big fan of yours as well. I'm a moderate fan of Akiva's. Um, when you say reference me, this means like on podcasts, like where, where am I coming up? I feel like I've mentioned you on NGOG a fair amount, very randomly. <laughs> yeah, I come up on NGOG a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been here from the beginning. I'm, uh, I'm an NGOG OG. Wow, that should be on the t-shirt that we'll never have. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, actually. NGOG OG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you are the OG in that case. In that sense, I'm the, uh, well. Not you, Av. Oh, yeah, you're an OG. You were like the, one of the first people. Okay. Yeah, I'm here since episode one. I think, like, when you launch a podcast, that's, like, the most interaction you get. We should, like, relaunch the podcast one week, Allie. Maybe try What are we, the Bubble Boys? We're going to redo our same podcast? (laughs) Not, like, no, not redo it. We're just going to, like, hey, it's a new launch. It's, like, season three, episode 12. (laughs) This is the launch. Like, the places in New York that have, like, a going out of business sign Mm -hmm. and it's there, like, permanently. Yes. Exactly. What what would be the uh, the alternate name of your, like, recap podcast? No, we're keeping the name. We're keeping Keeping the the name. We're just <laughs> saying, like, no, it's no a updates. relaunch. It's like, you know, people renew their vows. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we'd be doing. We'd be I'm not paying logo. another dollar to do a new logo because I, I famously it's... paid one dollar for the rights to use that jar. Mm-hmm. 
It is no, no, no. We're not doing. We're, we're the same podcast, same logo, same banana. So minute. what is the re? What is the launch? Like it's I just, understand the re. Just the people whole mentioning thing is the us re. on Twitter again. You know, it's it just nice. branding. It's just a branding trick. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, we're relaunching this week, season three, episode twelve. The same voices you love, but it's a relaunch. Like, well, that's we it. were, we were on the up and up until we took a month off, and now we're on the down and down. We're not on the down and down. We're back on the up and up. <laughs> We're not, we're not quite on the up and up yet. We're on the plateau, plateau. This could, listen, this could be, uh, I don't know. I don't know where we are. This is the calm before the storm for me, but ho- hopefully this is a good one. Hopefully this one is so good we could ride it for three months. Are we going to relaunch with Av on this podcast? Some might say we should wait for Rob Sesternino in two episodes, but I'm not that some. I think this is our re, that, this is our re-debut, our rebut so with this Av. Is, this is, this is uh, season two, episode one. Of New Girl, Old Guy. Yeah. The, New Girl, yeah. Old Guy 2.0? Is that what yeah. this is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I, famously tr- I famously tried to claim that uh, Renap had seasons, and I got shut down, because I was, I was trying th- to claim that there was a season three, episode seven of Renap, if you go by the calendar year. But uh, I got laughed We don't talk. We don't talk about there that. were two seasons of Renap. Oh, and then, uh, and then it abruptly ended. With me and without me. And then it abruptly ended. <laughs> You're still in season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the rule. Yeah, I'm re- ready for the relaunch there. Okay, so here's what we have. We've got an episode called The Box. What did I guess The Box was about? You thought that a box would arrive and nobody would know what was in it. I kind of nailed that. You yeah, didn't nail He wasn't it. far off. He was on the right I hand. said you were lukewarm, or did yeah. I say you were wrong? I don't remember what I think I said. you said wrong. You're wrong. You were wrong. It I didn't mean, technically arrive you're, yeah, you're not right. All right, this aired October 15th, 2013. I don't know why I insist on on saying that. I I do think it's helpful for me to contextualize where we were uh, here. Av, I I would ask you why you chose this episode, but Akiva told me you are an extreme preparer for podcasts. And so when I sat down to watch this, and it was the most Jewish episode of New Girl, I was like, is this why Av chose this episode that was part of it well there were two reasons number one was you gave me a list of a bunch of episodes that had already been taken and you also said that you don't like having guests in back-to-back episodes so like it was either this or like waiting like two months or something so i was just like <laughs> he's very just strict about that so we gave it's him a real like the psychopath it's a big like and then i started watching cookies. it yeah yeah and then i started watching it and you know john lovitz plays this ridiculous rabbi and i was like all right i'm in for that i couldn't be happier to have two uh solid moes here but before we get into this I, I I messaged Av about this. Kiwi, I think you saw it outside of the group text because I also put it in GOG. You're famously mm-hmm. not in my MoO group text. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to Seinfeld Trivia yesterday with the great future guest of NGOG, Missy. Mm-hmm. And there was a group of young MoOs, and they came in th- second place. Missy and I by ourselves, smallest team, only all-girl team, came in third, Two points behind these Mo'o guys, eight of them. And they went up to the winning team and were like, good game. It was close. Good game. No respect for us, these Mo'o's had. They they were probably afraid of girls. I I changed more wrong answers, right answers to wrong answers, than they even knew. Like, it was a crime. So I'm a little... I, I'm annoyed because you didn't get their names because right I feel like we would have known who they were. Yeah, all the MOOs were like, what are their names? What are their names? Like, it's like they were like <laughs> teens. They? they were younger than me. They're outside mm-hmm. of your demographic. We probably still know them. Yeah, <laughs> we probably know, like, we were probably friends with their dads or something. Did you tell them that you're honorary MOO? I didn't say shit to these people. That would have been great if you came over as like, 
Imagine if you walked over to them like I'm a, first. I mean, nobody knows what Moo is because you invented it. But <laughs> if you're like, hey, you guys, if you know, uh, you know. You guys, modern orthodox, like, uh, I, like I, you know what a podcast is? <laughs> I do like seven I, I, different podcasts with like. I'm waiting for the day that somebody knows uh, you, Akiva, from the Seinfeld podcast. Um, that hasn't happened yet. What does that mean? How would they know me? Like in well, what? I told you the closest I came was one of the hosts was like walking around talking and he plugged his own Seinfeld podcast. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, I have a friend with a Seinfeld podcast. I exaggerated because like I don't want to start explaining. It's easier to round up to friend than to like really explain. Mm-hmm. Um, and you dropped the But no, right? I saw those Velvet Yummies and mm-hmm. I was and now I'm pissed Oh, Velvet Yummies. Oh, so that's no, different. This, this, yeah, so yeah, we yeah, might yeah. not know them. They might be from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. These, no, these are no. probably, if they're velvet yamis, they're not moos. There was yeah. one velvet yami, but nothing, but like street clothes. The rest clothes. were crocheted or what? The rest were regular, small, mm-hmm. uh, or none, hats. Hats? Hats. Hat. Like anyone, baseball Anyone hat. disappointing baseball their hat. mom? Anybody without a hat or, or a yarmulke? Nobody knows I'm Jewish. Definitely. I'm wearing a Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, no moo wears a velvet yami? Yeah, some not, do, n- but like not none, but people it's not who are like break. Common. It's like a, it's like the tiniest bit over to the to the right to religiously. The right, yeah, yeah. Uh, right of you, Akiva, because famously Chester says you're like the furthest right of me and him of the of the two people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I and Av is and he would be in the middle with me and Av. Alex yeah, would be in yeah. the middle. Yeah, wait, um, Av would be in the middle or Av's no, to the no, left? No, Alex would be in the middle, and yeah, Av yeah. would be on the left. Oh, yeah. Av's on the left, well, yeah. where, but he's to the right of me, of the two of us. Oh, yeah. I'm to the right yeah, of yeah. you. Well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. I mean, maybe maybe not, like, uh, you know, uh, mindset-wise, but, yeah, sure. affiliation-wise, for mm-hmm. sure. And just in terms of practice, just in terms of, like, level maybe of, like, Maybe not mindset-wise. Av, it's, I have so many questions, maybe for a different day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, um, I've, I've certainly organized my life in a way that uh, screams at Moe, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's uh, but that's for another day. His, his tuition bills would would <laughs> there indicate. you go exactly my my my, uh, my tuition bill, my mortgage payment based on the location I've chosen to live. Yeah, all these things are costing me bombs. Hundred percent of his friends. Right now, correct. well, but not am I not Av's friend? Well, that's up for debate. You're an I mean, honorary I, Moo. I tried to I, I tried to claim friendship once, and I was uh, I was shot down. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, know, you must a, have included it with Akiva then. Yeah, it's a blurry line between good friend and internet stranger. <laughs> Well, we've met. We've met. That's true. We met at Alex's house. I think you're the first Mo'o that I met and then now I'm recording a podcast with that I met prior. Well, because I didn't remember meeting Jared. Mm-hmm. Well, so that doesn't count because you don't remember it. It only counts if I remember. We're living uh-huh. in my world, much like uh-huh. Schmidt. I, I only think in relation to myself. Yeah. I mean, that's what most people do, honestly, at the end of the day, right? How's that for bringing us back on track? That's great. That's great. We're back on track. All right. Now, Av, you texted us. You are the only guest, guest is our host, our guest is our host, who has ever asked what the structure of the podcast would be. <laughs> and We had to have a know, meeting about this. Like, all right, what's what's uh, – we don't know. We never really talked about it before. What is the structure of this podcast? Should it have Well, a yeah, don't, don't ask questions. You don't want the answer to be you decide. So mm-hmm. what we said to you was you do it. Fair Whatever enough. you want. Like, yeah, honestly, know. I just, you know, I obviously I listen to your podcast every week, so I should know the answer to what order you go in. But I just, you know, I listen to enough, uh, you know, rewatch podcasts that mm-hmm. they just like all kind of blur together in terms of format. I actually have a spreadsheet where I like organize them because otherwise I've, it's impossible. It's was, impossible to me to know what episode to watch every week. Ali, Al's back, background story is I think people don't realize that he was, I think at the beginning of quarantine, basically like not in the RHAP universe. 
uh, the Robbins podcast universe for yeah, people I was, who were who were. I, I think I'd never seen Survivor, maybe other than season one or something. I saw I saw season three, and then because um, <laughs> I for obvious reasons, and then no randomly randomly. <laughs> He was not with me and Dove Hoshander sneaking into a uh, into a, a, a child's kindergarten to watch Ethan. Dove Hoshander, that's a that's a friend of Keeves that doesn't get name checked a lot. Well, it's it, it, that the one story is you when we snuck story. into <laughs> kindergarten. To, although he randomly is an RGP fan, he still likes Survivor, and he'll come to the live Rob's live events. Anyway, um, <laughs> the point is, Av like was not in this universe, but now he's in it more than you or I, Allie. Like he is like. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's in the RHP patron group. He's in the post show recaps discord. He's all over the place. He listens to probably more like Rob related podcasts than almost anybody. I'm, I'm in the clubhouse. Interested. I'm all over the shuffleboard. Court. I'm all over the shuffleboard court. <laughs> I, I think I'm very interested in this little chart here of who's to the right and who's to the left, because the fact that you keep a spreadsheet of puts you to the right of Akiva, but the left maybe of Chester and spreadsheets. But in RHP, <laughs> you're all the way to the right. Probably Chester's all the way to the left of the four of us. Well, I'm, I'm maybe to the right. Only for Survivor, though. I, I don't do any other reality stuff. i got to uh, be honest. I think that still puts you to the right of all Fair of enough. Us. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, but, well, you know, I'm, I'm new now. So, like, this is, like, my first, like, legitimate season, um, like, watching live and, like, knowing what's going on. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, like, I'm listening to every single podcast. Cause, my mom know. is calling. Should I answer on the mm-hmm. podcast? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. She would have loved this episode. They saved hi, dollars. Hi, Mom. I'm recording a podcast. I got to go. Tell her I say hi. Bye. You didn't tell her I say hi. She said, all right, bye. She, so I, you didn't like my joke? I said she would have loved this episode because it ends with them saving $8. She's not really cheap like you. I know. I didn't say cheap, but she like they fight for the $8. I you do know? have a great I have a great bank fee story about my grandma, actually, the mm-hmm. grand Jude. So you're not wrong. Um but, Wait, um, so your mom's you name decide? is Jude, and you call your grandma Grand Jude? No, my friend Rezo, who's from Iran, would call her the Grand Jude, which is mm-hmm. very funny. Okay. <laughs> the Grand Jude, I like it. <laughs> so, Av, what did you decide for us here? How are we going to take this? Yeah, I think we're just gonna we're gonna go by the two plots. I think I think we're just gonna split up the episode into the Nick and Jess story and the Schmidt story because there's I think less interaction, less intersection than usual this week. Um, All right. And I think it just makes sense to keep the stories apart. Winston's like the only real connector. He just hangs out in the loft and does nothing. <laughs> For a change. Yeah. Um, Kiwi, did you yes. like this episode? No, no. This is a really bad episode. Really? Show. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's a mess. I don't love the main storyline. Winston's got nothing to do. I like the Schmidt stuff in theory, but I, I wish they had like a, if they had like five chances at this, this would have been like the fourth best of the five. Um, ah, do you agree, or is this blasphemy? Um, I would say the Nick and the Jess stuff is a kind of ridiculous. The the story it's kind of not believable, but like thematically it works in terms of what they're trying to do. But it's not quite as funny. The Schmidt storyline I think is gold. I love that one. Um, so I think it like averages out to like a B plus. I like this episode, Keev. You have some hot takes. Being a fan of last, although we had some people write in that they didn't like this episode, so it's not insane. But yeah, like, I can't like imagine last it's week's. a popular episode. I'm not saying it should be like loathed, but I don't like what's iconic. Like what? What are you remembering about this two months from now when we, when we're talking about? I the mean, show? this is a little anti-Semitic of you to say that, frankly. Okay, so the refined. So like the John Lovitz thing is funny, but I, I like. I feel like I've seen this before, done better. All right, give us the guide because I completely forgot. Obviously. Okay, the episode's called the box because uh, Nick's dad, who we of course we know died, leaves a box to his son. 
what's in the box? Uh, money, just loose change, loose thousand, uh, eight, <laughs> eight thousand, eight thousand dollars worth of loose change. Uh, Jess decides oh. to use that money to pay off some of Nick's bills that we, you know, we find out he has. To no surprise, Nick doesn't believe in banks anyway. They spend the episode fighting about that and money and getting money back and things like that. Meanwhile, Schmidt has a real uh, existential crisis about what he's done, if he's a good person, going to see a rabbi. I'm not sure what I would even call Winston's storyline in this episode, and that's about it. Far be it for me to interrupt the guide from the editing room here, but it is only now coming to my attention that Akiva thinks the box is the bag of money uh, from Nick's father, but the box is the box of items that Nick is avoiding, including his bills. Um, but I'm sure you guys already knew that. Back to the show. All right, so where are we starting? We're starting with Nick. Or are we starting with Jewish people. Yeah, let's start with Nick and Jess. Let's get uh, let's get this story going. Um, so yeah, you know, as Keith mentioned, we got this whole thing with uh, this uh, mysterious guy arrives. Jess is like, "There's no one here with the name Mick Miller." Um, that was a good, you know, she like gives him the wink and he's like, I saw you wink. It's very strange. This is not, I mean, I've never received like an inheritance, but I imagine this is a, a, not a traditional way that an estate is, uh, delivered. The only thing better than this is like if it was a pinata, basically like this is not. (laughs) Yeah. Usually there's like a probate court involved or something. I don't know how that works, but, um, it's not this. I have actually a friend who... Uh, for both their siblings, got gave them wedding gifts with the money that they were giving them in cash in a pinata. That's fun. That? That's fun. It's pretty good. And then they bring it to like the hotel room after the wedding. It's it makes for a very great photo op. My kids are very into pinatas. They're always asking like, "Hey, when they're like, you know, when's the next time we could like use a pinata for something?" Basically, like, what's a good pinata holiday? Are pinatas big in Israel? Mm-mm. No, I, they just probably saw it on like TV <laughs> once, and they want to use. They, they're boys. They like smashing stuff and breaking it, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, if you told them they could have the contents of the pinata. No, I think they, they just want to break the pinata. And, like, even if what came out of it was, like, dollar store junk, they'd be fine. It, it's a little crazy that Jess is doing, like, it's a it's a hand full of dollar bills and throwing the money around. It's like his late dad's yes. <laughs> estate. Not her, like not her money. Not her money. So why do we think that Nick thinks his dad has sent him a hand from beyond the grave? <laughs> I think it's like the guy seemed to be in a lot of like financial predicaments. So it's quite shocking to me that he has any cash. And why is it not going to his wife? I guess, are they divorced? They must be divorced. I mean, she might get some of it and maybe he, you know, who knows when he wrote this will. I think they're divorced. No, no, because at the funeral, sorry, they're all devastated. She's devastated. I mean, I've, you've seen exes, you know, cry over their, of their. No, 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 they're not divorced. I'm taking that back. But I okay. do think it's strange. Uh, okay, let's assume that she got her fifty percent before it. Uh, I'm, I'm using New York law. I don't know if that's New York law, but isn't that sort of like if he doesn't have a will, and then, right? Don't you have to give your wife at least half? I, I, that sounds familiar from the bar, but that yeah, I'm like I'm like really reaching back. <laughs> there was like something where you can't like completely screw over your spouse. Like you get, they they get like a minimum fifty percent um, if you're still married at the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's different in different states. And, and then Nick in has California. A, Is that where they live? They're in California, but they're in Illinois. Yeah. Like so Cal- I, yeah. yeah. Uh, so California is even more. California is a community property state, so I think it's even more pro spouse. And I don't know about Illinois. Because that's at least where his wife, his mom was and the funeral was. But, mm. 
Regardless, that's like not if he's got a brother. You know, the the man seemed to be in financial ruin, and now he's leaving behind upwards of thirty thousand dollars cash. I mean, listen, he could have just had a deal go well. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's not that like the ultimately horse, like for horse like semen. A, yeah, you think he like made a lot yeah. of money in horse yeah. semen. He's, Thirty thousand dollars isn't like a ton of money to die with. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton of money, but in cash, like for someone who's like hustling week to week. Yeah, but his latest hustle could have been like a hundred grand. Then he happened to have lost seventy and not have lost the other thirty yet. <laughs> not yet. His died. latest hustle. Um, all right. Well, unlike Keeve, where you could talk to him all about money, you cannot talk to Nick about money, and Winston. Is owed $1,900 by Nick. That was the worst language ever. Nick owes Winston $1,900, but he can't just upfront ask him about it. Chloe G wants to know, what's the most money you would lend a friend? Hmm. I mean, I, first of all, it's like, I'd like if this was like Jeff Bezos on the podcast, they would have a different answer than, like it's specific to, it's like if I ask someone like, how much money would you pay to have the Mets win the World Series or to not have to go to like an annoying wedding? Like, I, I guess the, the better question is, like, how many weeks salary, right? I think the answer is however much you could afford to not have back. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. That's this fair. reminds me and of Brian Cohen money from brunch this weekend, so I'm paying him back a Venmo now. <laughs> Thanks okay, for bringing Okay, you pay up. him back. We'll talk for a second. But, yeah, I think <laughs> it's, like, it's, right, Av, it's very specific to the person, but I, I agree. So it's, like, hey – you know, I would be if someone's like, I would be annoyed to lose a hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars, but ultimately it wouldn't affect my life. And like, I'm assuming I'm not getting paid back this money. That sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I've like laid out very large amounts of money for someone who's like in like the ticket uh, sports tickets business, mm-hmm. where like they want like they needed to put like their accounts in like different names in order to like trick the teams to think that they weren't mm-hmm. overgoing over the maximum. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> like let's say let's say you have like you're like a ticket broker and you want to get like a hundred tickets for like the Knicks, but like the Knicks won't let you get more than ten because they don't want some you know brokers buying up all the tickets. So I had a friend who would put tickets in my name, and then I would pay out the money on my credit card and he would pay me back. So is that lending someone money? Not really, but like you know I laid out the money. If, in theory, he could have screwed me over, not paid me back, and it was a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, if you trust a friend and you think he's going to pay you back, you know, I'm not going to lend somebody money money that I literally can't afford to part with. But I would, you know, someone I trust, I would lend them money. Ali, how much money yeah. do you want? Is that what you're getting at here? <laughs> I would never ask you for money. Um, I would ask this person. I'm sending a, a mystery person a link to join us right now. Um, <laughs> and I would probably ask him for money. I'll say this. Um... I, first of all, the kids like I don't one funny one like funny aspect of kids is they have no concept of money. So like my kids, you know, your kids will come over and they'll be like, "How much does it cost? Like, how much does this house cost?" And they'll be like, "Is it fifty dollars?" I'm like, "No, way more." It's like, a hundred dollars." Like the kids know nothing about money. Well, yeah, that's the whole scam of allowance. Like mm-hmm. you give someone like a kid like a dollar a week, and it's like, "Oh my god, I'm in the money now." I got five dollars for every lost tooth in like the early '90s because that's that's what, that is a fortune to get yeah, five dollars per tooth. I mean, I've told the story, but it's just because like the one rich kid I was friends with, who I asked him how much he got, and that's what he said. And then my parents were like, I guess that's a going great when everyone else was getting like a quarter back then, maybe a dollar. But meanwhile, my son, like they read a Bernstein Bears book where you get a shiny dime, so he gets a shiny dime. Thirty years later, the inflation on that is wild. He's getting a shiny dime thirty years after his dad got five bucks. 
a shiny dime. That's what they. That's what Is the that Berenstein Bear kids get in the oh, book. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what the dime. hell are you talking about? I don't know. I got five dollars for my first tooth and a dollar after that, mm-hmm. and I knew that my tooth fairy was cheaper than my friends. But I felt like, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I complained about it. Well, shouldn't you have had the same tooth fairy as your friend? Well, I didn't have the same Santa as my friends, so it was like whatever. I just think I, I was just like, who was your Santa? I, I didn't have a Santa. I always liked as a kid that I felt like I had like one up on the Gentiles that like that I knew? knew at like age six that it was fake and they they still thought it was real. Um, well, that's that's deep in the new NGOG canon that it's very bad for our brand ruining Santa for. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for the Gentile children. Are you still a believer in Santa Claus? Uh. Listen, if any kids are out there listening with their parents to this, yes. <laughs> that I, that must happen, right? Like, people talk about stuff on podcasts and kids are just, like, listening. Parents have it on, like, ambient noise and then something like that happens. I don't um, know. I don't have kids. Do you just, like, let podcasts rip? Yeah, I mean, that, ha- that happened to me today. I was listening, uh, I was listening to uh, some RHAP Survivor podcast with my daughter in the car, who is, his, she's like gotten really into it also. She's watched a few seasons with me. Mm-hmm. And tell her not just, to like, tell her friends. There's like rampant spoilers constantly because they just, you know, they call back to old seasons, this and that. But like, it just like completely went over her head. Like, she had no idea what anyone was talking about, even though she was listening intently. Um, even, like, somebody like once mentioned something and she's like, is that a spoiler? I'm like, no, don't worry about it. But it was a, it was a big spoiler. Is she, um, how old is she? She's eight. Okay, that's like almost how young I was when I started Survivor. Sometimes well, I like yeah. wouldn't Survivor be. Started. <laughs> One times I, I, like, I wouldn't be spoiled because I, I didn't watch everything in real time. But then like I'd hear a name, like I, during the season I'd hear a name. I'm like, oh yeah, that's got to be the winner because I've heard that name so many times. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, she she did like a classic kiss thing. Like I, she wrote like up this like two page thing on this season of Survivor. So I posted it on Twitter and uh, Tiffany from this season responded to it and said how cool it was. And she was like so excited. But then by the end of the day, she was pissed that only one of the 18 castmates had acknowledged <laughs> her letter. Listen, life comes at you fast. She was like, why is nobody else saying anything? Wait, before... Before... Oh, okay. <laughs> What do you want to say? I can, I can, I can there say is no before. We're recording. Okay. Well, okay. So stop. Uh, you introduce me, then I'll tell you what I was going to say. Um, well, it looks like we've had a uh, mystery guest join us in the room. Uh, you may day. know him. From What's in the box? You may know him from such podcasts as 32 Fans and Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm rewatch podcast. It is the great Alex Chester in the house. Uh, a surprise pop in here. Um, <laughs> I was recording with Akiva before you guys started recording uh, NGOG. Mm-hmm. And then my wife came and started yelling at me as Akiva heard. Yeah. And so I had to stop recording. Mm-hmm. And then I messaged uh, uh, Ali and I said, hey, what's going on? How much longer are you guys recording so Akiva and I can finish recording our That's podcast? not what you said. You said, I was supposed to be in my hot tub, but oh, I'm waiting on NGOG. That your jacuzzi. <laughs> why? Yes. So, you're, why, so why, you're playing? How come you didn't text me? Why, why are you texting the Well, he texted the group chat that you're not in. I told you. Yeah, Add me to this group chat. I feel very left. I like that you're not in it. It's my own thing. I thought it was a group. Of, yeah, of the four hey, of us. All of your chats are your own thing without me. 
<laughs> you have a lot of own things. I don't have any other Moho chats. This yeah, is my Mo-O. own yeah, Moho chat. Yeah. Well, well Alex, your plan uh, backfired spectacularly because as a result, we paused the podcast. Then we <laughs> then we shoot the shit for like 15 minutes waiting for you to join. Um, and now we're, I don't know what we're doing with you here. So. Um, this is through the magic of editing. No one will know any of that. Yeah. So it's yeah. just no, be seamless. No, but meaning his 32 fans podcast yeah. got oh, the latest half an hour because of him asking. Yeah, by him asking the question. Now they're, yeah, he canceled. You should just podcast. release this in the, in the place of the 32 fans podcast this week. Uh, like we did last week with the curb. I will say, so you mentioned the episode is the box and you said it's very Jewy and I, and I went to check and a rabbi's involved and I had no recollection of this. So I thought, well, did I actually see this on Netflix? Because I went so far ahead of your podcast that I like have, I've sort of stopped watching until the podcast caught up. Mm-hmm. And I went to check and the box is actually the last episode that I did see. So I have seen the box. It's got okay. the red, you know, it's not gray on Netflix. It's red. I did see so- the box. Who was the rabbi? Remember Do you remember? About it. I remember nothing. I remember the inheritance, and I <laughs> remember inherit. Jess wanting to use the money for bills. I don't remember Schmidt and a rabbi. Can I tell you something before we get back to it, and you could just leave whenever you want? Um, yeah. But you're also welcome to stay. Uh, I was telling someone about your guys' podcast this week, today actually, and he went to look it up. Or maybe he went to see, has Larry David ever been on a podcast? Because I was saying, like, oh, Larry David actually, like, popped in (laughs) during one of the recordings. Mm -hmm. And he typed in Larry David into, like, Apple Podcasts. And your podcast is the very first podcast that comes up. That's fantastic. How about that? You should have put featuring Larry David in the episode where he pops into a room. We we wrote with, with, you know, special guest Jeff Schaefer and a Larry David cameo. (laughs) Was that in the title of the episode? Yeah, so that's why it popped. Do you up. not listen to your podcast the way I, I like? Don't pay so much attention to the production of mine. That is so generous that you said that. Well, <laughs> well, Alex edits edits it, so I think he listens to a good chunk of it that way. Oh, you're oh, he's the editor, not you, Av. Yeah. Well, we both do. We we sort of split. Whereas Akiva does zero on his podcasts, <laughs> like with Ali and I, anyhow. <laughs> uh, Av I mean, and I sort bring of bring all the, the bring all the laughs uh, to yeah. ours, not that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, can I ask? A, uh, can I get a, um, uh, a an exclusive here? W- what's the status of editing the uh, the Yucky Juice tournament? Mm, oh. Good question. <laughs> I forgot about that. Why don't you uh, Why don't have, you have actually it, leave this and go do it? What? <laughs> leave this and go do it. It would be a great week, honestly, to drop it. I haven't seen a file that pretty in a while. Do you think? Um, I think my idea to improve it was better, which is that it's like the oral history of it, and you just like use clips, and you and you and Keith like narrate the matches. That that would come out in like 2024, though. He said, "Yeah, that's not which a bad I agree. idea." I think that would take less time than making this usable. If I get reminders, I will finish editing it. It's just it's a very laborious process because the audio. Oh, it sounds like a good. nightmare. Yeah. I would put it right yeah. in the toilet. <laughs> and my laptop got. Speaking of things put in the toilet, my laptop got so much <laughs> soda spilled on it that it no longer. <laughs> My my mouse like the 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 square where you of the mouse of a laptop whatever you call that no the longer works. Pad? Yeah, no longer works. Touch so I have pad? to use an external mouse at all times, which is not ideal for a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> How's your working from home going? <laughs> yeah, and it's I'm like... never. I, I don't know. If, we're not. We're not a video right now. But I'm never at a desk. I'm always on the couch. So yeah, it's very annoying. But it was worth okay. it for the uh, for the yucky juice. Well, um, no we were ju- we were just talking about a show called New Girl that you mm. might be familiar with. Um, oh yes. Mm. <laughs> I don't. Uh, do you know where we are? I mean, you're the host. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, we did. All, I mean, did we? We didn't even really get up to the thing with the bills yet. I mean, Alex mentioned that. Um, but yeah, it turns out Nick has this box. He doesn't like banks. Banks are just paper bags with fancier walls. He likes to keep his money where his mouth is, under his nose, uh, which I thought was a cocaine joke, but I don't think it is. I think it's just that his mouth is under his nose. Uh huh. Yeah, I was just th- I was just like <laughs> thinking like dollar bill and nose that, that led me to cocaine, but I don't think that's what they're going for. I did the extra work here. I paused the podcast. I paused the podcast. I paused the episode on the box of bills because I wanted to see uh, what the bills were for. The biggest one at the top is a veterinarian bill, which like unclear why he was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would guess he was cheaper than the doctor, and so he was just going for himself. Ah, <laughs> that's like a very like always sunny type thing. It's just then he's got a water and power bill, which I feel like Schmidt handles for the loft. Like, yeah, for so sure. maybe it's from a past apartment. <laughs> he's lived with Schmidt now, for 10 years. Is it that overdue? I, I don't I don't mean to, to take a dark turn on this podcast, but as long as we're Jewifying it up, uh, Jen's <laughs> Jen's grandparents never used a bank in their life and kept all their money in paper boxes in their house and back. Wait, because, really? Well, yeah, Why wouldn't but you the, at least like, diversify like. You know, is like this like some Holocaust? in my house, some is in your house. No, this is, this is all, yeah, they were they were Holocaust survivors, and like yeah. I, I, again, I don't want to put a damp on the podcast, but very gruesome story of of you know those who survived and those who did it in their family. So, um, but Jen's when Jen's dad was in college, so her parent this is you know her parents are in their fifties or whatever. They got audited one year by the IRS, which why the IRS was auditing someone <laughs> who had never made more than like five thousand dollars in a year, I have no idea. But they um, they audited it's anti-Semitism. They yeah. were right not uh, to put their money in the well, bank. That Wasn't the exact. Holocaust enough? Yes. So they, they <laughs> audited them. It, it's an inside joke. Uh, I, I'm not allowed to laugh, even though no, I you are. I still laughed. Av uh, uh, is such a, a curmudgeonly Mets fan that he goes to Mets games and complains about the Holocaust. Some jokes are both inside jokes and outside jokes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So, so Jen, <laughs> Jen's grandparents get audited in 1974, whatever it is. And a guy from the IRS knocks on their door and, sa- and says who he is. And Jen's grandmother wouldn't let him in, started screaming at him in her Yiddish-inflected English, you're a Nazi, go away, go away, (laughs) and called her son, Chuck, my father-in-law, who had to, like, drive over from Ann Arbor, where he was going to college, to Detroit, where they lived, to try and negotiate with this IRS agent (laughs) and explain that, no, they did not have receipts, no, they did not have a bank account, no, they had nothing but, like, bags of cash (laughs) hidden in the closet for when, like, the Nazis came back. So, yeah, Nick and and Bubby and Zadie on the same wavelength, but for different reasons. So bad. Yeah. No, uh, they, 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 loke, they joke about it now. I mean, Bobby and Zadie mm-hmm. are dead, so we can joke about it. <laughs> okay. But not, not related to Nazis. No, they, they, they lasted Hitler by like a good 40, 50 years. So <laughs> big, big win. win for the Gonics. <laughs> oh I said God. I was going to Jew it up, so. Yeah, you're, and you're not even here for the Jewish part of the, uh, the podcast. Mm. But um, is there a, Hold on. Is there a non-Jewish part of this podcast? <laughs> I haven't heard that episode yet. Um, I do like the the idea that Nick would have a car that he loses in an airport parking lot and just says it's done and gives it up and walks mm-hmm. away from it. Yeah, after an hour you give up. Yeah, we're 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 an anti-driving podcast, so I think Kiwi, we have to support that. Yeah, I do support it. I I, I like we're also I, like I, I support the laziness aspect of it. I I do like like I I would do that with Meryl also. Like I'm getting an Uber. Like, I know we could probably find it, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> Jess tries to pay and then later tries to unpay Nick's bills. This is um, a lot of people wrote in about how, like, overbearing this was. And this is like Jess and her most overbearing. And obviously she has this altercation with Nick when he finds out of, like, you're trying to change me. I don't view this as her trying to 
change him? Like, is this a person? I don't pay my bills as a personality trait. I mean, it's more she's just stealing his money than trying to change him. Well, notably, she ends up cutting him a check yeah, for what eventually. she paid, and then he keeps that money. So, like, he's he eventually is, like, happy she paid the bills or, like, fine with it and is now going to cash her, her check also and put it in a bank account for himself. I thought that was pretty uh, bad. You guys seem fine with it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think either of them are great. Um, I mean, Jess is just, like, he's, he's literally just straight up stealing his money. Like, she has no right to, like take his money and use it to pay bills that he doesn't want to pay. It's not, it's not her business. Like they don't share funds. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I would never do this, but I can understand the, like I would truly never do this, but I understand the impulse. Cause like, I don't understand how speaking of like, if the IRS is auditing your poor in-laws, like why is he just has like a lifetime of unpaid taxes. Well, I mean, that's because he's chosen to uh, put his patent in a corporation. Um, <laughs> Well, Which, he's not paying taxes until gay marriage is legal. Yeah, he so he's it. like, it's like you're getting taxed like crazy, but like you don't, you don't pay taxes unless you're making money. I don't, what's yeah. the, I don't know how this fat face company is making money. <laughs> my, my, one of my favorite Harris Whittles jokes. Speaking of Jewish people and the late great Harris Whittles, um, was uh, he, he, he would say in his act like, uh, "I'm not getting married until gay marriage is legal, because I'm gay." That always made me laugh, but it made more sense when gay marriage wasn't legal. <laughs> Until it's legal also, everywhere. Also, when the comedian said it on, on the stage. Other, other than <laughs> the mm-hmm. Now, our inflection delivery, I'd say equal, but, you know, it yeah. made more sense in context. With it. Okay. Speaking of fat face, Matt Stewart wants us to speculate what is fat face. Are so he says Matt Stewart fat? Oh, it's, I thought when I said speaking of fat face, I thought you were going to say am I calling Akiva fat? Oh. Um, but so I guess, So I guess you are. It's it's a corporation. Yeah, Kiva had nothing to do with that, Allie. That was you. No, he said something, and then I said, "Speaking of fat mm. face." Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, can we talk about? Oh, no, we can't talk about it. I said something that offended. Oh, I Akiva. did say I was only coming on if it was to make fun of Akiva. I have a blind item. Mm-hmm. Kiva, I can't say this on the podcast, but You're somebody is making something in your likeness. Can I say that? I'm just gonna leave it at. Someone is making something in Akiva's likeness. Mm-hmm. That's fine to say. And mm-hmm. so I made a version of it. And I was like, are you going to be offended when this is the product? And he was infuriated. And it's that like, it sorry, infuriated. they're going to choose the bald option. They're going to choose no like, the choosing the bald outfit. Option. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the is what outfit? out of this? The schlubby outfit, like the cargo pants and the T-shirt. Oh, please. If I don't wear cargo pants, it's cargo shorts. <laughs> Jeans. <laughs> just, if I, I wear pants, they're jeans, palette. baby. I had a limited palette. Of you options. sent me. We can't even talk about this. <laughs> okay, is he delusional? Like, what do you think they're they're not going to pick the bald option? You're famously bald. But we can't talk about it. We can't talk about no, it. He's not. He always wears a baseball cap. When there was no. Okay, there was no. There was no hat as an option. Oh. The the picture you made. I'm of me. sending them. I'm sending it to the group chat. But this is getting edited out of the podcast. But no, it's still I'm worth leaving all of this in. No, I'm you just... have to take it out. Yeah. No, Ali. Let me give you a tip as a long time. He won't know. Uh, why am I arguing with him? Yeah. Let me give you a, a long time <laughs> tip as a is a. Is it a... <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Just I like called it. her an anti-Semite <laughs> when she sent it to me. It looks like a little George Costanza-ish. Yeah, it does. It does look George-y. Yeah. 
I mean, Akita's got much more hair than that, to be fair. But there was no in between. I have a lot of hair, just none at the very front. Also, where's the yarmulke? Let's say hair. There's no yarmulke, there's no hat, and there's no balding moa. Oh, this is anti-Semitism. This is anti-Semitism. There is no balding moa option. Anyway, I was going to say, Ali, when Akita tries to edit something out, just say okay, and then just ignore it. Well, here's the thing. If I ask Ellen to edit yeah. something out, it's like usually like I said something stupid or whatever. If I ask you to edit something out, it's almost always because I don't want you to get fired or like canceled. And yeah, but you yet, said yet I never stupid. listened to you, and I've never suffered consequences. Oh no, yet. you 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 kept something in last week that like there was universal de- derision for. What was that? You told a terrible story. I don't want don't to get into it. Don't say it here. I don't want I to won't. have it here. And every single person was like, "That should not have been in there. Too much information. Disgusting." <laughs> I'm oh, never my, having. Oh, my, I'm oh, never having genitals? children. Oh, okay, I'm never yeah. having children. And what about your genitals? Yeah, no, my sons. Genitals. My sons. Yeah, it was about every, your son's everyone was yeah. mad that you left that in. It was an un- unpleasant story. <laughs> I knew. I mean, maybe after doing five of these a week for 87 years, I have some semblance of a sense. No, I think I think of, people enjoyed it. Of what? No, not one person enjoyed it. It sucked, and. I hated listening to it. I mean, all right. Let's get rid of Chester. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Keep it real. If he leaves, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll try. All right. All right. So now that we got rid of Fat Face, Matt Stewart wants to know, what is Fat Face? Just kidding. Alex is not fat. But nobody knows that because you're listening to the podcast, so. Um, I think it's an app that makes your face skinnier for, like, profile pics. See, I thought it was like an app that makes your face fatter, but I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I think it's for people who think they have a fat face to make their face less fat. See, that's too good of an idea for Nick. <laughs> uh, well, he's somehow getting taxed like crazy, so it's not that great of an idea. <laughs> it's also not clear what a lifeguard certificate would be like costing him. You have to pay like continuing fees. Yeah, he, wants, he needs to keep his lifeguard certificate live so that way he can do more classic beach pranks. Kiwi, did you like the the weird odds and ends around Jess's room? Yeah, yeah. Some of that was funny when they're going, when they're fighting, they're finding things like the purses. Of course, everyone knows guys like purses with like bedazzled jewels on them or something. Covered in gems. Is that true? A sleek. I mean, we like we're famously like sleek wear Mm -hmm. here. Yes. An NGOG. But I I don't know about purses covered in gems. Never heard of it. Yeah. No. No man has ever noticed um, the the purse of a woman. I was told recently that um, men don't notice headbands. Men don't notice anything. Headbands, headbands? are like I don't know right if that's by true. the face. Yeah, I don't know. If I mean, some... you would know if the per- that the person was wearing one. Yeah, like someone's playing tennis. It. You're like, hey, I noticed the headband. You're face blind, but you're noticing headbands? I'm not like a big headband noticer, but I feel like I'd notice, <laughs> I'd notice a headband or two. Probably in my I day. was wearing a headband at the Yucky Juice store. See, I didn't notice Anyone it. Anyone notice that? I didn't notice yeah, it, Yeah, no. see, men don't notice headbands. Well, listen. Were you playing tennis? I mean, you you might have <laughs> noticed it, but just not remember it. Yeah, I was, no, I probably never never noticed it. I don't think place. you noticed it. I would prefer you not notice it. No one noticed my headbands, okay? Leave her headbands They're alone. They're for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so this resolves at the bank, like all good stories do. Yeah, so I, I found it strange that, like, I don't understand what was, like, flagged at the bank. So, like, a guy shows up. He's like, hey, I want to open up a bank account, and I have, like, a check for a couple thousand dollars, and I also have a few thousand dollars in cash. Isn't that, like, how most people open bank accounts? <laughs> yeah, it's funny that he's like, it's a check in your name. Like, that's what checks are. It's right. like you could maybe write a check to yourself from your old account, but if you're just opening a fresh account, 
you would have a check from somebody else. It was right. very bizarre. Yeah, and it's not like he showed up with like $100,000 in cash. Like he has $8,000 less whatever he's already spent, which is probably most of it. So it's like he has, a you know, a couple thousand dollars in cash, which fine. And a check for, I don't know, $5,000. Like that's that's a pretty small thing to open an account with. I don't know what's <laughs> going on at this bank that they're like concerned by this. Um, but it, there is a sweet moment where he's like, I realized I'd do anything for you. I have a story that I think Chester would appreciate, but he'll be listening to this podcast later, maybe. Um, my grandma once closed an entire account over a 25-cent fee. That, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, she, and my mom, it's it's my favorite story that she tells. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mom, can you believe this? And my mom's like, I was there. Like, they were doing, like, the drive through like, banking. And they, like, said there was a 25-cent fee for something. And my grandma was like, well, you'll waive the fee for me. Like, I guess she's she's always got a guy at the bank. Like, she's like, I want you to meet Roberto at the bank. Like, she's like very into her bank. Anyway, uh, not to be stereotypical, but she drives up and she's like, oh, like they normally waive these fees. And I guess the person was new and was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we don't we can't waive it. And she just goes, all right, then close my account. (laughs) And the woman's like. What? It's not usually a drive-through banking action. She goes, I want all of my money from the account. And then, like, apparently the manager came over and was like, we'll waive the fee. But it's a it's an iconic moment. Was it so too maybe late? Jude and the Grand Jude would like this. Was it too late? No. No, I think she let that, like, she she took the fee waiver. Okay, fine. But she was willing. But what a boss move yeah. to just, yeah, close my account. Yeah, listen, I'm sure there's been, like... 50 generations of like your mom mom's mama who are just complete hard asses like that you know <laughs> like that nobody would ever close, want to mess with <laughs> close my account mm-hmm. 25 cent fee i need yeah. to get that level of because i would just pay the fee and, and deal with it it's 25 cents mm-hmm. yeah jess jess accuses them of being the uh puppeteers that puppet the world i'm not going to say it's anti-semitic but it's not <laughs> not anti-semitic it's, it's anti-bank i could see like ali's mom i think you're driving that mom's connection, mom's right? mom it's like 1792 in Poland. She's like, you want me to pay like two zloty for this piece of bread? I'll give you a zloty and a half. Get out of here. <laughs> she was from Poland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I still can't get over that he keeps the money. <coughs> that he lets Jess pay his bills. I, I just, it really doesn't sit well with me. So I'm coughing. I'm having a physical reaction mm-hmm. to it. Listen, he'll be you one day too. Well, what? Paying someone's bills. I know. You always think men are after my non-existent money. Are they after my law school loans? Like, I'm in debt, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm not. My net worth is negative. Was that a good, like, is that a good, um, like, Bumble profile for a guy? Or a girl. My net worth or is woman. negative? No. Like, I will pay off your school loans. I feel like that person's getting. I mean, I'd consider it. That person's getting <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of first messages, I'd guess. I mean, it's a little, it's a little douchey. Mm-hmm. Harris Whittles was, I'll buy you a couch. Homes? Can they just be? You love Harris Whittles. I actually know you love Harris Whittles. He, he, no, I love, I, think, I love Harris Whittles, too. He, he, I, actually, I, actually had the, I actually had the same joke in my head, but I, uh, I wasn't planning on no, it. No, I think it was, uh, <laughs> I make money, I'll buy you a couch, was his, like, Tinder opener. Mm. I still, I, I think I've said this, that my favorite, this isn't a dating app profile, mm-hmm. but my favorite uh, celebrity bio, I would, I'd be willing to say it's my favorite bio of all time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? I've I've told you it before. I don't. I, if you if you gave me choices, I'd get it. It's Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you know what the bio is? What? New money. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> it's excellent. That's good. 
All right, let's get to the story we've all been waiting for. Yeah. I feel like the more the more fun story to talk about. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say about Nick and Jess scheming? Uh, no, just they're never going to touch each other again once they have children. But uh, that's not, <laughs> you know, that's not quite yet. So look out. That's not for me to bring up to two married people. OK, I'm not interested in knowing. It wasn't Ob's line. They're not. That's true to life. What? Uh, John Lovitz is a rabbi. I know, but I'm saying I purposely didn't bring it up because, like, I, mm. I don't know. John Lovitz as a rabbi. Yeah. What do we think about him? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love are they even Jewish? Because that would have been your first question, too. And he's like, one's Indian, one regular, which means not Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Stewart wants to know, where does John Lovitz rank in guest stars? We talk a lot about who's more famous. I mean, he's definitely not the most famous. He's really fallen, he I think. top five? I don't think the youth knows the Lovitz at all. You don't think Gen X knows, Gen Z knows the Lovitz? By the way, uh, I wouldn't think. How, where would they know him from? Uh, John Lovitz. Rat race? John Lovitz's grandfather was named Fivel Ian Kovilici. Oh man! <laughs> and they they shortened Fievel. it to, to Philip Lovitz when he came to America. Fivel went for, for some reason. Yeah, my go my go to John Lovitz is the critic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mine is Rat Race. Yeah, this is generation. I like Rat Race. No, I like Rat Race. Maybe we're the what same. What about generation. Seinfeld? He plays a great Seinfeld character. Oh, speaking of bald. Yeah. That, that's interesting because he plays a, a, a not good person. Decidedly not good person. Decidedly not good person. Yeah. He's faking cancer for anyone who doesn't know the show. Which is much better than having cancer. Well, certainly. Um, definitely not even up for debate. Ashley says, are either of you a crazy ex-girlfriend fan? Schmidt has a story that... Schmidt's story reminds me of one of the best songs from that show. Never seen it. Uh, I saw a few episodes and it wasn't for me. Okay, I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, mm-hmm. and the song that Ashley's referring to is I'm a Good Person. Um, great callback, great reference, Ashley. I, you didn't like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Um, yeah, I, it, was, it wasn't my speed. Uh, you know, they just break into the song way too much. I wasn't like singing. So you're not a the- I think you have to kind of be like a theatery person yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm not a huge musical fan. Ooh, ah, falling, falling fast here, like John Lovitz. <laughs> I like Hamilton. Does Hamilton count? Too basic. So basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the Wizard of Oz. Oh, Wizard of Oz, that's nice. Are you gonna see Wicked with Ari and uh, Cynthia and Rairo? I saw Wicked. I saw Wicked. No, but you're gonna see the the remake. Oh, the, the remake. Ariana Grande oh. will to happen. Are they doing a movie? Are they doing a movie? Oh, I didn't know it was announced. Okay, yeah, I'll see them. I'll see a Wicked movie. I totally. I've seen every movie, Alley. Cynthia. Arrival's yeah, I see. Name. I see most movies. That's his thing. Um, she is one of the most talented people. I saw her in The Color Purple, and it was a performance, an unforgettable forgettable performance. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Ari is getting all the buzz, but the real, the real star is going to be her singing Defying Gravity. That's going to blow the house down. Mm-hmm. Speaking of songs that blow the house down, yeah. uh, when, when Schmidt saves the biker choking and says, let us rejoice in song, uh, Matt Stewart wants to know, was, Schmidt, was Schmidt's song a real Jewish song? And I think the answer is um, yes and no. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a, a, a jingle. It's not a like. It's um. Pro- is it the most important prayer? prayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty high up yeah. there. Yeah, it's like the um, one you would say if you were like dying. That's like yeah, the last yeah. prayer. Yeah, it's so. like it's 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 like even the casuals know. The casual, you know? yes, yeah. It's no. It's the number one. <laughs> it's the number one prayer. Ali, as someone who is very pro podcasting and eating, what are your thoughts on biking and eating? Schmidt's too hard on the guy because he's chewing gum. He's not eating like a soft pretzel. 
Yeah, you should be able to survive chewing gum. I mean, if you're so, if you're dying from chewing gum on a bike, then like whatever. Like you know, what, what are you gonna do? Like that's not that's not too risky, I think. Um, but it, I have a big choking thing because my mom had a big choking thing because when I was two, she I was like all the kids around me had like hard candies or Jolly Ranchers or something, and I was like begging her for it, so she let me like lick it while she was holding it. Mm-hmm. And it obviously, like, I swallowed it and was choking. And it was, like, very, very scary. And our best family friend, like, reached in and basically, like, grabbed it out of my throat. That's, like, very disturbing to tell. But so then that obviously gave her, like, a huge, like, fear. And so my whole life she, like, never let me have hard candies or always, like, freaked out if I, like, coughed. So this, I have to say, was pretty hard for me to watch. Not as hard as it was to probably listen to that unnecessary no, story. No, but a year. But. Okay, so you're anti-choking. <laughs> like you don't want to see people choking in cinema. That's fine. Do you know the, the actor who played the biker, Derek Waters, is like a huge writer, creator of Drunk History? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know that name. So, once in a it's while, I, I... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I... So when he in the scene where he saves him, I thought he looked a little bit like uh, Christian Hubicki. Um But oh, then I when they go that. to the hospital, he doesn't look at all like him. So that threw me off. I will usually check in on, like, the very minor characters, and it almost never pays off. Like, they're never people who have, like, acted in other stuff, really. But he had probably the most prolific uh, IMDb history of any of the sort of, what are these called? Not extras. What is he, like, a named extra? What's that called? A named extra? Like, uh... You know, like, where you're, like, an extra. He's, like, the the mind, you know, it's an extra with lines. Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. I'm blanking on the name now. Time check for. All right. So Nick is is philo- philosophizing uh, at the bar. I have to say, I had no idea that silver kills werewolves. I had to Google this. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Like, I know it's like the cross kills the vampires, right? I think it's called the principle, um, by the way. Like uh, if someone has lines. No, that's that's just any actor's principle. I, I think a principle is like a main guy. Yeah, yeah. Principle is any actor. Hold on. You guys keep going. Okay, Grass well, I creates this. the bells that make sound throughout the land. <laughs> I thought that was going to go in a, a religious direction, but it did not. Um, but apparently, yeah, werewolves uh, lift the silver and tr- it travels through the blood. Str- uh, sorry, silver sulfide uh, is not soluble in water. So in a werewolf, it lifts from the silver and travels through the bloodstream, blocking off blood vessels and poisoning cells. This is from Gizmodo. Uh, I guess, yeah, vampires get a lot of play with the garlic and the light and the mirrors and mm-hmm. the crosses. I didn't realize, I thought it was just a wooden stake. I didn't realize it had to be a cross, but that sounds right. Yeah, this is this is, this was my favorite scene of the episode. I mean, we get we get Schmidt saying "gudjantiv," which is just <laughs> wonderful for no reason. Um, we get we get Nick saying this money thing is tearing me apart, Schmidt. Um, and then we get the whole tzedaka, tzatziki. That's great stuff. Uh, I don't know what this other guy's doing there. You know, As you say, you like the kooky guy soliciting yeah. him for fifty dollars. Yeah, I could have done without that. I mean, fifty dollars is a good price. I was gonna say I thought it was a little high for the kooky guy at the bar. Thought he would do it for 20 bucks or like a yeah. whiskey or something. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's Featured cool. extra. That's the word I was coming for. That's what I was looking uh. for. Um, thank God you tracked that down. I think um, also, I love the line where Schmidt's like, you're so drunk. Well, what's going to happen with the rest of your day? <laughs> He's like, you don't understand drinking at all. Yeah. That's like me and Akiva. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, my, my favorite line of the whole episode, because I just, like, always love the way Schmidt says words, is when he's like, I performed Heimlich's maneuver on him. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say your favorite line of the episode was, don't shoot the bike messenger. Oh, that would have been a good, uh, good dad joke for the dad joke off. Mm-hmm. I obviously don't know what you're talking about. It sounds like a Renap idea. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, but I did love how he immediately switches from, like, begging the guy to say he's a good person to being like, I, you couldn't even handle chewing gum, and that is a terrible joke. Like, the poor man, like, almost died. Yeah. But he barges into a bar mitzvah class, which I had one-on-one bar mitzvah les- bat mitzvah lessons. I would ne- I never attended a class. This is, I think, this, more uh, Sunday. Yeah, well, the, first of all, you could have, like, sort of Sunday school. But, yeah, I think it's, like, teaching all the kids, like, all right, here's what you need to know about becoming bar mitzvah. But then for their actual bar mitzvah itself, he would probably be doing one-on-one lessons to teach you your portion. Yes, if that's what you're saying. Okay, well, then maybe I did have that because I, I famously went to – Hebrew school mm-hmm. through high school. Yeah, this is probably just like Hebrew, Hebrew school, school for like 12-year-olds who were turning 13. Like, Which Akiva was called Akiva Academy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, well, why would you know that? It was very local. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, you maybe came up like, you know. Here the, well, the Akiva's No, I've been sitting life. on that all the time I've known mm-hmm. you. Um, You've been waiting for the right time to drop it. <laughs> but you're right. Okay, so because we also did like we co-led a Friday night service in Hebrew school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so we learned the, the general yeah. stuff and then we had the individual yes. classes. Um, do you agree that there aren't good people or bad people? There's just winners and losers. I thought that was pretty profound. Um, like you, like practically speaking, like it doesn't really matter if you're good or bad. Um, other than for like your own accountability, like you're, you're not actually, there, there isn't actually someone adjudicating this. Well, I mean that's up for debate, right? Well, but, that's what that's what Schmidt's saying. Like the right. whole, like he 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 learns this concept somehow at like age whatever thirty something that bad things happen to good people, which is like <laughs> I think most people discover that when they're six. It did bother me that the rabbi defaults to everything happens for a reason upon hearing that a guy who helps kids with cancer got hit by a bus, creamed oh, by a bus. He says that's the default response, right? Because like, what? How else do they defend things other than say, well, there must be like some bigger plan here. I feel very lucky that, like, for example, like, when my dad died, no um, religious authority was like, well, the, you know, God's plan. TM right, Drake. Yeah, your your tragedy is part of some bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I Like, I don't find that rabbis say that I in practice. So. I don't think they in, say that. In that. That's I mean, not it's, my experience. Not to yeah, the mourner, it's, it's, yeah, you wouldn't say it to the mourner. You might say it to, like, a community of people, but you wouldn't. I love the line of, have you, I should be celebrated. Have you ever dated two women at once? Yeah, I went to camp. They used to call me the octopus. Yeah, that's an image I'm not getting out of my head anytime soon. Uh, Chloe G wants to know if you had a camp nickname. I'll oppose it to the group. Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Keeve and I went to the same camp for a little, a little bit. bit. But so did you meet Mara? No, that was when no, we no, were little. But that was working camp. at camp. You weren't. Yeah, just, like, yeah this is when we were children. As children. As children. We, were, we were children. I mean, I met Mara's children too, but the younger children here. Child employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any okay, so Do you no have any key nickname? memories? We didn't really interact much, if I remember. We were in different bunks. Uh, yeah, not a ton. We were, yeah, we, we were like in different crowds. Well, we're in different bunks. If you're in a different bunk for the most part, unless you're like... Right. Right, right. I don't know. Do you have any camp memories you want to share here? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't have any... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun camp. You know. Played a lot of basketball. All right, so but no one had a nickname for you. 
Then call you Or at least not to my face. <laughs> the octopus. I just love that reminds me of like when I say something and Keeve's like, Oh yeah, this time when I was uh nineteen it's like, no, you clearly you have not. <laughs> I just love that. Um but all right, Winston ends up being the voice of reason here. Usually in sort of the Nick spot, you're a good man, you did a bad thing, try to do better. I spent the nineteen hundred dollars on this engraved candelabra. Yeah. Is there a yeah. worse gift? The horrible. No, that's a very dumb purchase. Horrible. Horrific. Nineteen hundred dollars? That thing better be made of solid mm-hmm. gold. Yeah, I that better want, I, be able to kill a werewolf. I, I, I want. I want to go back one, just one second and just point Please. out that um, we have these uh, these two like assistant rabbis, Avram and Julio. Um, <laughs> one of them is played by David Hutchison, who is credited in tonight's episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. as Klansman Number One. So he's, uh, <laughs> Can't wait. he's, he, he's Rabbi Julio in New Girl, and then he's Klansman Number One in this week's Curb. So we'll see what that's all about eventually. Julio, not really a common name for a rabbi. <laughs> not super common. <laughs> One of them had the most obviously fake beards I've ever seen. That's probably Julio. But he's got actually a very scary IMDb photo. It's like the, a mugshot the, passport photo. Yeah, does he look passable as a Klansman? I was going to say, definitely more than a rabbi. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a big stunt guy. He's like a stuntman in all of these big movies. So maybe they're going to rumble with the Klansman. Yeah, well, it remains to be seen. Oh, well, he's credited in Curb as a stunt double for Jeff Garland. Interesting. I wouldn't think seeing... that Jeff is involved in a lot of stunts on the show. But, yeah. It's incredible I mean, I think, what like, some almost people have a stunt double for. Yeah, I think, like, driving, you get a stunt. You know, I think you get a stunt double for right. a lot of things. Right, just because it's, like, a waste of time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a great plug for you, that people should be checking out the pretty, pretty, pretty good podcast uh number one and larry david on itunes or apple podcasts they absolutely should um we're doing a great job we did a great uh crossover episode with uh keeve and joshua last mm-hmm. week on season 11 episode three um we we had a lot of fun doing it i think people had fun listening to it um so you can definitely check that out we'll be back every week for uh additional episodes uh, as we go along with season 11 week to week um, all right. Well, I just wanted to take that opportunity for the plug, but we still have to get to the guide. Who won the episode? We have two listener takes. Matt Stewart says it's just for getting Nick to grow up a bit, potentially keeping him out of jail and getting the fee waived. An anonymous listener wrote in and said Schmidt takes it 100%, even though his quest is clouded by self-centeredness. I still think he gets somewhere in redeeming himself and ultimately comes out ahead at the end. So, Av, we'll put it to you. Who do you think won the episode? Yeah, I think it's a clear Schmidt. He has the the funniest storyline and funniest lines of the episode. He is on his own accord pursuing personal growth. It's not being forced on him. It's not, you know, being negotiated. He wants to become a better person, and uh, I credit him for that. TV? Yeah, it's Schmidt in a route. I mean, he saved somebody's life. For that alone, we'll give him the episode. That's a very Jewish take. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I there's see, a famous Jewish Jewish concept, Ali. He who saves a what, life, it's as if he saved the whole episode. Uh, it was clear that that's what I was referencing, mm-hmm. right, when I said that's a very Jewish take? Very Jewish, yeah. That why? Of course, why else would I have said that? I was just trying to make um, a bad pun on it. Okay, so I, you juice blamed me. You mo- oh, no, I me. didn't. I was just putting a spin on my own spin on it. <laughs> um, I I think Winston's in contention here for getting the nineteen hundred paid back to him, although he immediately blows it, so he's out for me. I was gonna say Jess, 
Um, I also want to flag that it's it's very interesting that Jess is doing this whole song and dance to hide sort of the box from Nick that she spent the money. And when he, like, despite all of those obvious theatrics to try to get him out of the room, when he finds out the money's gone, he immediately thinks it's Winston. <laughs> right. That's an unbelievable level of trust that Nick has in Jess. Um, but even though she comes out on top with Nick, I do think it's sort of for the wrong reasons. Like, he's opening the bank account just, like, for her, not because, like, she sort of taught him the importance of saving or being financially responsible. So I'll, I'll go with the group and give it to Schmidt. But it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of winners this up. Yeah, Winston was my runner-up because, like, he kind of just, like, hangs back at the law office, like, chilling and, like, giving out sagely advice to people. So, um... I don't mind that either. Uh, I mean, Jess and Nick, I, I think, are just, like, can't be in contention. Um, all right. Well, you know where to find Av uh, in all of the patron groups for Rob as a podcast <laughs> and also on his own uh, very great pretty or pretty good podcast. Uh, you can find Kiwi talking about – did it come up – you didn't notice, but I did bleep uh, – that your guest for the podcast. I assume that's happened already now. Which get, which guest for which podcast? Sorry. You had a big get a big guest to do a podcast you were soliciting advice for and you told me who it was on the under the oh, condition yeah, and I yeah, bleeped yeah. it. Yeah, it came when it went it was went poorly. That that we It went poorly. Well, I, I I Nicole Rob's wife Nicole doesn't like me. It's a whole issue. Like she actually doesn't like she you? does she's not interested in, in anything I I have to offer. I don't think she dislikes me as a person. But we'll see. We're, we're trying to How mend fences. How could anyone not like you? I don't know. We're trying to mend fences. Okay. Well, see if Akiva can accomplish that on Renap. You heard from Alex Chester this week. Uh, you can check them out at 32 Fans. You could become a patron for them and listen to them talk more about God knows what. Uh, you could check me out at robswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Unless she's wearing a headband, then don't check her out. With Brian Cohen, and we're talking about the Challenge All Stars, which premiered this week. A lot of exciting stuff going on there. Are you doing two a week, um, or is that a one-time thing? Well, we record them both on the same. Day okay, back to brilliant. Back, and we just release Very them as smart. separate podcasts. Very smart. You can uh, follow me at Last Tweets. You can follow Keeve at Keeve Twenty Six and Av. Where can people follow you? Asinensky on Twitter. Classic. Um, thank you to our five-star reviewers, Breaking the Drought. Uh, we really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. We're up to 315, still five stars out of five. Uh, Rachel Goodgold, Britt G, 18747, uh, H010203, and Chris AG5. We really appreciate it. Yes. A lot of fun, nice reviews. Uh, one person said, I'm so happy every week that Allie hasn't quit the podcast yet. <laughs> Just you wait, H010203. Just you wait. Um, Av, it was great to have you. Thank you. It was great being here. This was super Very fun. Very fun. I don't think we talked much about the show, but a good time was had by all. I think we talked a lot. We talked enough about it. We talked quite a bit. I have quite a bit of editing work to do, but that's my own fault. Am I missing anything? We don't do Garn Min. We don't do Banan Min. Just ask me what the next episode is. That's usually how we end it. All right. And then Av will close us out. So season three, episode six. We'll be back next week. It's called Ready Keith. Yes, I'm ready. Keaton. <sighs> I'm gonna guess Winston gets a cat to play with Ferguson. Keaton. It's the name of the cat. Okay, Av, what do you think? Um what do I think the next week's episode's about? No, I was gonna say what do you think of Keeve's guess? Oh, um I think he's I don't remember, but I think he's wrong. <laughs>
he's completely wrong, but yeah. we'll, we'll check that out next week. All right, close us out, Av. Yeah, so I mean, if you were uh, if you were rubbing this podcast episode as a genie, hoping for more episodes of NGOG, you're in luck because we'll be back next week. Uh, by <laughs> we, I mean, of course, everyone but me. Mm-hmm. You're uh, welcome. For season back. three, episode six, and every week after that, and uh, it's gonna be a great time. And uh, enjoy. See ya. My pay my dad, my pay my dad, my pay my dad.